Hey, Alec, how's it going? Uh, well, the recording's uh, acting up as per usual. Uh, just at the most, you know, the the video that it matters well uh, on, that it was quality so we could have some sort of conversation. I mean, I guess we're not going to have tons of conversation about it because we're just, we're going to be listing. Well, if you, we're going to be listing, we might miss some of your games along the way. Let's say that much. I hope we don't. I hope <laughs> we don't. I hope the viewers, I mean, you, you probably... If you don't get all, you already have some of the games are going to be on here. Uh, maybe not all ten. I don't know. Uh, but maybe not all ten. Uh, You're going to be like, is this... you know, my next game is... <laughs> and then I'll have, my to, next I'll have to guess based off of the description. Next day is rolling apart. You, you were falling apart That's what my next... That's what my... Oh, God. Was I really? Was I falling apart while yeah. I was saying falling apart? Oh, no. This is a cursed video. We shouldn't make it. This is a, perhaps a reflection on the decade we're about to talk about. It was that bad that it's, it's come to, we shouldn't speak of it. It's, it's, it's crumbling our, our video and audio quality. As you can see with this little background image I found from uh, like Polygon. Uh, we have such great games like Flappy Bird in the mix. Um, I see Flappy Bird prominently positioned in this on our video here some other great ones wow okay wow classic classic game right there tiger woods great guy great All games right. pga tour yeah and a bunch uh, of other things but why did you why i just needed a background <laughs> Seen the background Tiger got, Woods and Flappy Bird? No, it's a like a polygon of like a big collage of games for the decade. Things? Oh, okay. Apparently, Flappy Tiger Bird Woods, PGA Tour. is up there. Yeah. <laughs> Flappy Bird I mean, is it. on my list. So, <laughs> Flappy Bird is my number three game on my <laughs> top ten games. We're up there with Crane games. Tariba? in general. Hey. Don't mock Pete. I I love I, I love his that list openly. It was I, awful. No, no. <laughs> I love that, that list. list is a great, joke. That list was uh, so Pete Door, and I love everything that's on there. Uh, you love every game that's on there. I don't. Yeah. I would, didn't say that. I love the fact that he put the games well, that he loved did. on there. He did. But okay, we're gonna start with number ten and work our way up to fifteen, and then back down to one. As yeah. Every list goes. As, okay. as it ha what? And we'll I'm alternate. Conf Confuse me now. East but Gilliam okay. is posted on the Discord. Okay. All right. Is that, that's, your first, that's your number 10? That's your number 10 <laughs> game? Is East Gilliam East posted? Gilliam. Okay. All right. I will say, after making this list, I've realized that I'm a bad gamer. I need to play more games because like, I see all these games that came out each year. I'm like, I would probably love that game. It would probably be in my top 10 if I had played it. But I just am not. A good enough gamer to have played it. Like there are a lot mm -hmm. of games, um, games I'm sure you'll mention that I'll be like, yeah, I would probably love that game too. It would probably be my favorite game of the decade if I had played it. <sighs> yeah, yeah, very well could be. All right, so who's starting this number ten? Um, I I will I will begin us. Begin me. Um, so number 10 is really tough for me because it's like, okay, Hey, we got, I've got, I've got, a, I've got a long list of honorable mentions. I mean, I'm not going to say all my honorable mentions if, if, and when we get to that, but, uh, I mean, I'm just, it's hard. 
it's hard. I love video games so much. It's so hard to pick ten to encapsulate a decade. And I was trying right. to think of I was trying to think of games that meant a lot, not just to me, to gaming as a whole. But then I was also being like, well, the most important thing is what these games mean to me. So yes, yeah. it does. I mean, it, in some aspect, yes, how people receive it matters. But ultimately, how I what I get out of the game is what matters the most. Yeah, I will say um, that there are games on my list that I've played other games that I would consider better games, but... Quote-unquote, yeah. Like, these are my favorite, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and so... This list is just so is so difficult to, for me, because I don't, I don't necessarily want to, like, stack a series, you know? I don't want to... I don't want to just rep every game, because I loved... There's a lot of great Zelda games, for instance, that came out (laughs) in this decade. Like, really, really great Zelda games. Um, But, um, but okay, so my number 10 is Shovel Knight. Oh, the Um, Legend of Zelda series. Yes, of the Legend of Zelda series. Um, Good game. No, but Shovel Knight um, is the perfect throwback game. um, Because it, it looks and sounds like one. To a point, I mean, it sort of tricks you because it looks way better than any of those games would have ever looked. But it it packs in so much fun and so much enjoyment and so much replayability, and they're still releasing content to the game up to the end of last year, um, mm-hmm. which is just amazing. And that was all free. If you bought the game, uh, if you if you bought the game back when it first came out. All of the DLC that's come out for it is all free. Yeah. And that, to me, is just uh, confidence in the game, confidence in the product that they put out, that they continued to spend money and develop things in the game. But the game is so good that it speaks speaks for itself, basically. Um, the There's definitely a, a large following it out. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't the most funded Kickstarter ever. You know, it only raised I think three hundred thousand or something like that um, in the three hundred thousand range. Um, I mean, that's still a lot of money. It still met like a bunch of the goals or whatever. But but just the craft and the the polish of that game is just second to none. And I look forward to whatever Yacht Club develops next um, because fun indie games were were just they've never been better yeah so uh than in this decade so i, I gotta rep gotta rep shovel knight i love the, i love that whole game it's very fun okay very good i played it it's a good game Mm-hmm. but uh probably around the top 50 range for me shot no shots no shots okay. the shovel knight yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh okay so my number 10 is the world-renowned best definitive version of this game series, Tetris Party Deluxe on the Wii. <laughs> so, sure. I'll so, take your word for that. <laughs> I would not I would say there's probably, like, I've played Tetris Ultimate on the PS4, and I have it on the 3DS too, and that's really good. That, that would probably be better, but Tetris Party Deluxe is, like, what got me into Tetris again, like, next to the documentary, uh, that I watched back with the Virtua Guild when they were doing that, uh, 
Ecstasy of Order was about Tetris, uh, competitive Tetris, and that got me really into yeah. it. But then I started playing Tetris Party Deluxe with my family. We would all go on because you could have up to four people at once. And it was cool. Like I just fell in love with Tetris as a as a fun as a game at its core. And uh, from there, you know, Batsa sent me the NES Tetris, and that was good. But, like, the Wii one has, like, weird gimmick stuff. Like, you can send power, use powers and send them against each other and stuff. And, like, when you get a Tetris, it'll drop on someone else's, that kind of stuff. But it's really, it was really fun. Jumping garbage. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. and it was, it's one of the few games I, I consider myself pretty good at. Like, probably one of the three games. And they're, they might all be represented on this list. But we'll see. All right. That's it. Okay. Okay, cool. We're moving move, move along. I shouldn't have put my phone down. I don't know why I did that. Um, so next game on my list. What was a divisive game? Uh, for to some, to some. I mean, a lot, a lot of the games on my list probably are would will be to some people. But um, I think it was. I think ultimately is a positive reception. But it is almost astounding that the game ever came out because for a long time everyone thought it had been canceled. Um, and that's Final Fantasy 15. Oh. It just, it hits every emotional response that you would want in a game that's sort of centered around four main male protagonists. And it, it just, the ideas of brotherhood growing up, it really, the open world never feels, to me, never felt overwhelming or too open. Um, you just want to keep exploring bits and nooks and crannies in it. You want to just keep going out, hunting monsters, um, or just progressing the plot along. Um, the plot is not as complicated as you might think from a Final Fantasy game. I would say it's actually fairly... Unlike a lot of the games in the... In the especially, especially more recent games in the franchise. Um, and I think the the mythology and everything setting up the game to have a simpler, more relatable um, kind of atmosphere and character dynamics, I think works especially well to its, uh, to its advantage in making it more accessible as well as making the idea of the game's original tagline when it was Final Fantasy Versus 13, that this is, just, this is a fantasy based on reality. I think not necessarily that they stuck with that theme, but I think in terms of how the characters all relate to each other and um, relate to the world, it just is very emotionally impacting. I, I fell in love with the game, and um, I, I still actually haven't gone back and done all of the DLC stuff for it. Um, I know there was some, some controversy because they canceled the last three ones that they were going to do for it, um, and they're instead going to release it in terms of, uh, I think, like a book um, that's coming out later this year, I believe. Um, but, I mean, it did it for me. Um, fun combat, action, active combat. So, yeah, I mean, there's not much more to say. I, I, I love Final Fantasy, and I think 15, um, super fun, super solid entry in the series, and is, I think the amount of polish and the amount of forward thinking that it shows for the series is uh, um, very on display. So, I love that game. 
Very nice. Yeah. Okay, my number nine is Call of Duty Ghosts. Now, Call of Duty wow. Ghosts really? would not be my favorite Call of Duty by any stretch of the imagination. In fact, I'd say Black Ops is better. Modern Warfare 3 is better. Modern mm. Warfare Remastered is better, which were all in this decade. So why is this on the list? <laughs> I don't know. Um, so <laughs> there's a, what? No, there's one mode in Call of Duty Ghosts. There's a reason that this became like my most played Call of Duty for this decade easily is because I always like creating games within games, you know? weird little modes and stuff so in Call of Duty Ghosts they have a thing called squads mode where you could have a little squad of like of bots go along with you and you mm -hmm. could also play co-op so I would do this with my brother I'd do this with my best friend and another friend I would I showed them all this mode that I created where you could go into squad uh, squads mode and you could name all the different bots like on weird things and then I would like I would track it in a log like it was like a competitive, like the only way you can do squads mode is working together against another team of bots. But I would uh, also treat it as a competitive thing where we would track our stats and who who is like the MVP of each round. And then also the bottom squad member would get cut out. So it was like an elimination thing. It's like, so we, okay. we, we would name these, the, the bots different based on different like characters or people and stuff and it would track it. It's weird things that I'm into, but that's not possible in any other, any other Call of Duty games. That's why I played that one the most for otherwise I would have put Call of Duty uh Modern Warfare Remastered probably because <laughs> that one's a really good game, not to be confused with Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare or Call of Duty Modern Warfare. <laughs> 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 The three Modern Warfare games, aside from yep. Modern Warfare 2, Modern Warfare 3. <laughs> it's, just, it's a mess. But yeah, that's it. Yes. Number nine. Okay. 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 So my number eight is Bioshock Infinite. Never played it. Um, Never heard of it. And I was, I was thinking through this list, I actually kind of forgot that this forgot about this game for a little while. Um but then, as I was thinking about, like, okay, well, let, let's get out of that. Let's get out of the RPGs. What other games do I play? Have I played that I really, really loved? Hmm. And Bioshock Infinite immediately came to mind as a first-person shooter. Um, I think, in terms of story-driven FPSs, it's one of the the best. Um, I know people hold Half-Life Two up really high. I've to me, I think. Bioshock did it so well. Bioshock Infinite, I should say, did it so well. Um, really made you care about Elizabeth and the world and the adventure that you were on. Tackled a lot of like really heavy themes um, in a in a fairly respectful way. I don't think that there was much handling ideas of, of religion and. Uh, you know, your patriotism, American idealism is kind of like the, the sort of the target of the criticism. And I think that the game handles its themes so deftly that you don't necessarily see games doing all the time. Games with heavy-handed messages, sometimes uh, I don't think that they're as, as well uh, fleshed out as I think Bioshock Infinite was able to do. And I think in, in addition to it and its two DLC chapters, Burial at Sea... I think it was just able to tackle some really interesting 
uh, kind of out there ideas in storytelling too. I mean, you know, alternate dimensions and things are all that's that's in a lot of fiction, but I think that it did it very intelligently and yeah i mean it's a game i need to go back and play that game again um i i really loved my time with it and bioshock infinite is a must play if you haven't played it de- definitely give it a shot i'd say play bioshock one first if you haven't pl- even played that um because that's still a great game too but infinite is very is different um and i think that's that's maybe why some people didn't necessarily um consider it as highly um, because it is, it's a very different game from the first Bioshock. Um, but, yeah. Okay. I, no. I haven't played any Bioshock game yet, so... Oh, okay. Keep that in mind. <laughs> My number eight is one that I actually am not uh, even near finishing, and I'm currently playing with my brother, and that's Borderlands 2. Oh, okay. So, we just started playing this at the towards the end of last year into this year, so it's like I'm just taking a making a bold leap and saying that I think this is one of my favorite games of the decade because yeah I just think it's so good and it's like the best like exactly what you want from a co-op game especially like we played it at first uh, split screen when we would play it together but then it became easier to just play it online and actually works really well online like there's no never any problems with it and i imagine if you had like four people would be even more fun because you can all like hop in the vehicle go around and i'll be working on stuff at the same time it's really cool and i just think it's a great i love first person shooters and cool rpg elements like i love that they mix that too on like pretty much any game i've played and the fact that like I love being able to do all these side quests, and there's like endless amounts of side quests in, in the game. We still have hours more to do, and they're always mm. fun, you know. Even on like the hard stuff, like when it gets more difficult, generally it's not too difficult as a game, but even when it's harder, it's like still enjoyable because you can always re- revive each other and you can always run back, and you don't really lose that much from losing it. So it's really just kind of a have fun mindless game i find myself not caring too much i've heard the story is better uh in this one than like the previous one but i find myself not caring too much about the story only because it's hard to like you'll be playing the game and then the characters will be talking over it and then i'm talking to my brother at the same time so it's not like you can fully get immersed in it so that kind of takes a backseat but i mean it's still interesting seeing like the characters interaction and all the weird quests they'll have you do stuff like that and it's just a cool world like we keep int- getting introduced to more stuff and it's the world keeps getting bigger and bigger it's really cool so my my next game is uh is Catherine. oh um Catherine is talking is uh, still on the same subject of dealing with subjects uh he- heavy subjects in a mature fashion uh this deals with sex infidelity and a lot of other issues that people fa- in in or not in relationships face. Um, work versus life balance. Um, I think it just it does such an interesting and because I mean the game is partway simulator uh, and then half a puzzle game inside your mind. The I mean the puzzle game aspect is just it's super hard. It's 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 a very difficult game. 
Um, and I can totally understand it's not everybody's cup of tea, but I, I actually, I love puzzle games. I think I sort of came to figure that out this decade that I, I really like puzzle aspects in games. Um, I don't think I played nearly as many puzzle games <laughs> to necessarily warrant that, but I don't find myself shying away from the, from that genre. I think of something like the witness as well as another, is another puzzle game. Catherine really, um, you know, scratches that itch. Plus it's, um, you know, it has, it's an anime style game. So that's, that's going to feed into my, my interest there. And I, I think that it just does such a, again, just really good job dealing with and more, maybe more maturely than you might think, given some of its like advertising and the trailers and stuff. Yeah, for um, sure. so it, it's, um, a really, really good game for sure. I think I, you know, it earns its mature rating, but it's, um, it's, it's solid. You just, yeah, just from seeing it, a... it on the outside, I never would have imagined it uh, handling deep sub- subjects. Because, like, the, even the like the collector's edition isn't like come with boxers and stuff. I remember seeing that. Yeah. <laughs> the the love is over edition came with, yeah, it came with boxer briefs. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I mean, it's a pillow cover as well. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It not 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 quite not quite like a uh, body pillow. But, uh, you know, it does come with a pillowcase. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, you're vamping at that point, you know, as a as a as a creator. But the game the game does deal with it a lot more maturely than you might think. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, props props to them for that. Well, my number seven is one that, of course, everyone knew would be on this list. It had to be everyone's favorite game, Rhythm Heaven Fever. <laughs> on the Wii. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> It's so good. That's great. That's awesome. I lo- I've, I've actually never played Fever. I've only played the DS game. I've played a li- very limited amount of the DS game. I really want to go back to it. But Rhythm Heaven I Fever, really like the- it's like another level. It's like the perfect thing for... Um, oh, I forgot to mention this with Tetris, too. Is the Wii mode re- works really well with that. Mm-hmm. And the same way with Rhythm Heaven Fever. It's really simple. It's like A button, B button are like the only two things that are used, I'm pretty sure, the whole time. And it's just motion based, uh, well, no, rhythm based, <laughs> and yeah. But it's like some of it's really simple, but then some of it gets really challenging. And then uh, the more challenging parts are when they do the remixes, which is after you learn a bunch of different uh, mini games, I guess you could call them. I don't know what to call them, but you'll learn different uh, rhythm patterns in like different uh, environments. And then it'll put it all together in a remix with like a fun song, and that's when it gets more challenging because you have to remember how to do time everything and all the different mm. controls for that. But it's just a game I, lo- I always love going back to, and you know it's it's not like the a crazy amount of content, but I've still gotten a lot of replay value out of it. Like playing it, even playing with a friend can be fun too, just seeing how each other does. Uh, yeah, it never gets old for me. So my next game uh, is, and I, I was really torn. I was really torn on which of these games really ultimately I, I enjoyed uh, from this franchise, and I had to go with it. I got it. I got my copy of it signed by Charles Martinet. Um, I mean, what what else could I do than choose Super Mario Odyssey? Nice. Um, I, 
2017 was an amazing time for video games for me. Um, there was games in 2016 I was still playing then, but 2017 marked the launch of the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. And just like hit after hit on that console. Um, Mario Odyssey scratched every itch I wanted in a Mario game since Mario 64, basically. Mm. Um, Mario Sunshine's great. I love it. The Galaxy games, great. I love them. Especially Galaxy 2, which which kind of is less. Um, and Mario Odyssey blended a world design that feels like Mario 64, where you're just kind of open and free to explore, do whatever you want. And you can go towards a specific goal of moons, or you can just search around the environment and find whatever ones you want. Sometimes you'll just stumble across them. Um, other ones you'll have to, you'll do a really long series of things to, to just get somewhere and then boom, you're rewarded with a moon. Um, some people I think felt a little like cheapened cause it's like, well, they're, they're not like, they're not like stars. You don't feel, they don't feel as special. And, and you're right. They don't necessarily feel as special, but I think having, having a series of, um, adds up to a, a greater sum than that is horrifying adds <laughs> adds up to a greater sum at the end of the day um, when the game basically lets you choose where you want to end the game do you want to end the game after you beat Bowser you can do that do you want to end the game after you do every major thing in all the worlds you can do that do you want to finish the game when you've done literally everything bought everything from the shop gotten all the unlockable costumes done every level, done, gotten every moon in each level, um, and then done the super hard challenge at the end. You can do that way, too. You can end the game kind of whenever you want, and that's sort of, to me, catering it to casual fans or completionists um, is great game design, especially Mario game design, because Mario's always kind of done that. At least the 3D Marios have always kind of done that. They've kind of let it up to you to sort of decide what do you feel is enough. And there's so much enjoyment in just moving Mario in this game that I couldn't stop playing it until I got in everything. I had so much fun. The music is so infectious. Um, Mario always has an amazing soundtrack. Um, but man, Jump Up Superstar and the... Uh, and especially the... Um, the first world you go to, the that music gets me. The first world music is just like, yeah, gets me pumped. Like every Mario Galaxy song to to like the tenth degree, um, and uh, yeah, I just what a what a game, what a beautiful game. This is a great game that that had to be on my list. Yeah, yeah. My next game, number six on my list, is The Walking Dead. Telltale series. Ooh. Season one. Now, yeah, this, this nice is choice. The game that made me fall in love with Telltale to begin with. And this kind of storytelling game in general, pretty much. It really got me into that kind of game which I really enjoy now and the whole like making decisions, branching paths, that kind of thing, which is something I really fell in love with in this decade for sure. And season one just like more than any other season. I haven't played the final season yet, but more than any other season, there was like a level of attachment that you get to the main characters of like, mm. Mm, 
So good. Big time. And there are some other Telltale games I considered, like The Wolf Among Us is really good, but you know, I'm just I was just more attached and this was more like impactful on me in general in the decade. I feel like Telltale has ups and downs for sure, but uh, this was like the high for me. And I mean, this is really what made them so successful to begin with. Um, yeah. Like out of nowhere, just their popularity skyrocketed from this game. And it makes yeah. sense because it really did something you didn't see often in the uh, modern gaming world. Yeah, advent- adventure games had basically died at that point. So, uh, the, like point and click style. So, yeah. it's cool to see them have a little bit of a resurgence for sure. Um, so we're de- we're down to we're down, we're up to five now, aren't we? We're at the top five. Top five, baby. Top, top five. All right. Okay. So next one on my game, next one of my games on my list. Uh, so it does, did make top five. Um, may may surprise some people if you've played this game. Why isn't it your top number one? Um, because this is my list. You you big whiner. Yeah, uh, and that's the last of that's the last of us. Oh. Um, yeah. I haven't um, played it. Okay. I don't think I've ever played a game that has uh, made me feel and question things as much. Again, we're dealing with dealing with dealing with themes, heavy themes. Um, the storytelling, the craftsmanship behind the writing, the cinematography, the motion capture um, is super artfully done um you know i i think the naughty dog really knocked it out of the park this decade with basically everything they did um and the last of us is i I haven't even played the uncharted games i know people rant and rave about those but um last of us is a landmark in storytelling in video games and um I think it deserves every credit it gets um, because the the gameplay. I think people people sometimes also underplay that the gameplay is actually really solid. It's not a amazing system that's ever been devised. It's simple and effective. Um, it uses a very uh, down to earth sort of crafting style um, to to make different uh, things, weapons, and abilities. Um, and then just kind of straightforward third-person shooter gunplay. Plenty of uh, guided story sections, but that let you play through a, a sequence. Um, are all just super well done. Um, and I think this, to me especially, um, sort of denoted a, a change in tone for what Sony uh, as a studio, as a as a studio was searching for from their from their first party partners, because um, I mean they, they've a lot of their games have done similar things in focusing to a more introspective and a more grounded s- sort of storytelling. Um, you see it happen with God of War, see it happen with uh, with like Spider Man, um, having these emotional stories that service the gameplay is um is definitely where it's at and i think i think this is just it an amazing amazing experience that 
everybody really should give give up at least if you don't have time to play it give it a watch um because it's it's definitely worth it it's a very moving experience so mm. i see i definitely want to try it for i mean all i hear is praise with these games and it's like you don't understand like how good they are until you actually play them because it's just it's oh yeah like it just in one year out the other and you know it's like oh i hear that, game of the year all the time that was me with that was me with god of war basically which I'll, i will another spoiler that's not on this list um so yeah but. all right my next game on this list hold on Hold what's on. he doing here hold on <laughs> it's donkey kong country returns baby wow <laughs> oh, Num- cool. number five nice a choice i love donkey kong cool and i've grown to love donkey kong as a character in general he's my main in smash he's my my spirit animal you might say I, I love you just really Country. like bananas, don't you? I don't. I hate bananas, actually. So, <laughs> yeah. it's not my spirit animal. Uh, yeah, maybe not. But Donkey Kong Country Returns is the best. It's the best 2D platformer of the decade, easily. Um, it's it's wow. It's so good. The game. I mean, Tropical Freeze. It could have been that too, I guess. But really, Donkey Kong Country Returns resonated with me so much. You know, and. Mm the Wii remote just works so well with it. You know, the way the, the minimal motion control is just, that's the way the Wii remote should be used. It's just a little shake for a roll, you know, and everything else. It's formatted perfectly on that controller and it's just so, so perfectly responsive. The minecart levels are still great in that game. It was kind of like something never, no one ever expected when this was revealed. I think it was E3 2010 where they had like, some of the best Nintendo reveals ever then. It was like Donkey Kong Country Returns, Kirby's Epic Yarn, um, GoldenEye was was an epic reveal at the time. GoldenEye Skyward Sword. Back. Skyward Sword. It was a great year. Uh, Gold, I think Golden Sun Dark Dawn was shown off then, too. Oh, yeah. I want to say. Yeah, and I mean, that, that was the peak of, like, live Nintendo E3 presentation. That's what I want to see. You just hear... So many people hyped in the crowd. All these reviews. Even though Skyward Sword was kind of was kind of flubbed. Because yeah, of how but I love that. It was. <laughs> yeah, it's it's meme worthy for sure. I love but, that uh... <laughs> too. I, yeah, I love the flaws of live presentation, but you know, the, just that hype that came into Donkey Kong Country Returns and the fact that it actually delivered on a really good game, and just I love the music, everything about mm. it. It's a fun time. You haven't I've played never, I've never played yet, it. Right? I, need, I need to play. I need to play. I haven't played Returns. I, I really do need to. I do. I, I. I. do a disservice to you by not playing it yet because I know you speak highly of that one. So hopefully, well, maybe, but maybe this year. I've already done plenty of disservices um, to you. I haven't like played any of the games you named yet, right? Yeah, I suppose <laughs> that's true. I suppose that's true. So, um, so next, next on my list, it's it's tough because I'm really torn between my three and four. I I don't know which I'd put above the other. Hmm. Uh, because they're very different games. Um, they, they're, there's, they, uh, they appeal to me as a weeb, um, but they're very different in the sense one is extremely long, the other is a visual novel. 
You'll never um, see it coming. And you'll never see it coming. And <laughs> I think I think ultimately uh, I think ultimately I have to give my I have to yield my fourth place spot to Persona five. Okay. Saw it coming. And yeah. Um, Persona five, I actually just finished this game uh, last weekend. Um, full credit to me for that. W- was it? It was a part. Of, it was part of a was challenge, challenge, wasn't it? Yeah. That yeah. Was my, well, I finally, I finally, finally finished it uh, after all this time, and uh, wow, just everything I would want in a game is in there. Uh, you have a great slick battle system, an incredible soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, really engaging, interesting story. Yes. Um, uh, good amount of humor. Great voice acting, um, emotional beats, um, and you can do so, have social interactions. You can go goof around in town, Which play arcade games, and 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 swing a swing a baseball bat, go fishing. Oh, you can do all yeah. kinds of stuff in this game. Um, and uh, I mean, none of it, none of it. Some of that stuff. I mean, I, I kind of over oversell it there a little bit because, like, some of that stuff is just very simple mini games but but i think just given given the breadth of uh, all kinds of customizability that you have in the game too you can basically um you know have whichever take whatever uh personas you want into battle with you customization um it really lends the game to to replayability um and replayability uh, managing Managing your stats, yes. It, it, it may surprise you, but the game does have replayability. Um, managing stats, um, I, I wouldn't say it's like it's not replayable necessarily for the story, but if you want to, you know, unlock all of the social interactions and stuff, you you sh- you kind of need to play. Unless you were like specifically managing your stuff like perfectly, mm. you you basically have to do a second playthrough um, in order to sort of. Uh, yeah, that that's, do that everything me, there is. To... Like when I miss stuff like that, I'm always anal about that stuff. I don't want to be able to no, but experience you, everything. You you can, you still can. I mean, like I said, you could, you can, you just, you would have to plan it out pretty, pretty, yeah, consistently. I would say so. But I mean, it, the game, it's, I I I didn't do everything, but I still don't feel like I missed that much. I mean, I, I missed some, so it's like, yeah, I'll probably revisit the game in in a, in a few months, but in a decade. Um, mm, I don't know. I have to come back to it before then. I think I, I just can't get enough of that that amazing, amazing soundtrack. I mean, I I can't tell you oh, yeah. how nice it is to that you hear can hear that main battle theme like hundreds of times and never get tired of it ever. Um. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, Persona Five is just what a what a game. Perfect craft. It also it, it just exudes style. It's it's more than just an anime style game. It really is. The menus are slick. The doing things in battle where it will it will focus on different characters at different angles and do just these really awesome things with the camera and movement. Um, and uh, yeah, just so much craftsmanship in the in the art in that game, and uh, props, big props. So that's that's my that's my number four. Yeah, that's 
Persona 5 is an example of one that I think for sure could be like on my list if I played more of it because I've only played a few hours of it. I can already tell it's something mm. I would love. You know, I love any game that has like simulation aspects and RPG mechanics mixed together. That's, yep. mm. Have you played the the Personas before it? I played I played maybe about ten hours of Persona Four. Um, I love that game too. I just I I was in college at the time, and I think it was like getting close to finals. It was in it was in like March or April when I was starting, and I was really loving it. But it was just too I had too much going on, and then there I think there were other games that came out and sort of got in the way, and I just never went back to it. Um, yeah. That's a game I definitely want to revisit. I think. What's gonna be what's gonna be tough is going back to some of the older games, um, because I, as far as I remember, most of the dungeons in the earlier games, Persona 4, three and four, are randomly generated. Yeah, three um, was, I think, yeah, because I played mm-hmm. some of that. Yeah, and and the only random generation in this game is in the in like the there's there's an area called Mementos that you can go to, mm-hmm. and that that's randomly generated. Um, but the all the rest of the dungeons in the game are crafted, they're planned out and designed. Um, so it, it, I think that is a spoil in and of itself for those other games because I mean the random there's there's something to be said about randomly generated dungeons, but the craftsmanship behind those dungeons, like they're all very memorable in their own way. Um, yeah, I and like yeah, and and I I did too. I, I adored playing that game like there would be times where i'd just play it for eight close to eight hours straight and i thought i I thought those days were were done for me i would do that i'd I'd pull long sessions with it and Mm. not get tired of it so yeah yeah they all have great music too because i remember even just from the the bit i played at persona 3 there was already great music in there yeah and then persona 4 i never played but someone like shared the a track from that uh, game and I was like ooh this is great they all have like yeah. really distinct styles to them yeah it's really for cool. sure alright so number 4 for me is Super Mario Galaxy 2 for the Nintendo Wii console <laughs> see I t- I'm telling you man it, it wasn't off my list by much it's it's such an amazing game yeah honestly I, I could be convinced between uh, Mario Galaxy 2, Mario Odyssey, Mario 3D World. I loved all those games. And I mean, I could almost convince Yeah, 3D myself. World was also... I, I think people people underrate 3D World a lot. I, yeah. I think that game is, has a lot of merit to it. I could almost convince myself to have like all three of the games on this list and it would be a stretch. Yeah. But I, I, I tried to just keep it to one for series. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so like I'd have to give him more time with Mario Odyssey, I think, like to reflect on it really, because mm-hmm. just first instinct, like I just think Mario Galaxy Two has more of a long-standing impact on me, but I haven't gotten to see that yet for Odyssey. Uh, just Galaxy mm-hmm. Two is the best 3D platformer of the decade, <laughs> without question, <laughs> except for other <laughs> Mario games. <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's so good. It's one of the one of the few games that, and this is with a lot of Mario three D platforms that'll actually go to the extent of like trying to complete everything, and they'll always do the the extra level like on Mario Galaxy two for the two hundred forty two stars. There's a 
super hard daredevil run you have to do, uh, which is really, really tough, but it was a great challenge, and it's, like, super rewarding when you finally get it. Because with the games like Mario, when you have challenges like that, the games are so polished, so it's like you have no one to blame but yourself whenever you <laughs> you mess it up. Oh, so absolutely, like, yeah. You, you can get frustrated with it, but it's like, no, it's... I can I can get this done though because it's, it's not like random things are happening that I can't control, but mm. so good, so polished the music, amazing. Uh, it's like unlike unlike any of its kind with the orchestrated music, such a distinct style to it. Unlike any other Mario game, Nintendo game, it's uh, it really sets itself apart. It's a great game. I love that that Starship Mario track is just is great. I love it. I love that. Um, yeah, that's a uh, great game. And I was just I literally just getting lost in, in remembering how, how good that game is. So so my top three, uh, if you again, if you know me, you this will probably come to no surprise. Maybe 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 some of them might. Maybe one of them might. Um, the next one might. Okay. Um, but that game, I I'd sort of hinted as it was before, but that game is Katawa Shoujo. Of course. Yeah. Um, I have talked that I talked about it on our games with impact games with impact games with impact. Uh, I don't remember list. doing that, that yeah. episode. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. It's 10 called. games that define us. Define us. Yeah, sure. Whatever. <laughs> um, I talked about it on that. Um, maybe more in depth, but I, I, every, every few months, just something reminds me of how beautiful a time I had playing that game um solidarity and knowing that okay <laughs> i don't have a disability like the girls in the game but they're not really all that different and people aren't really all that different than me people aren't really all that different from me um and it's not it's not your it's not those things that define you it's it's other characteristics it's other things that you find important and value um, I think the writing in that game for just a bunch of amateur game developers is just amazing. And it's just so impactful and meaningful. And it really opened my eyes to like what a game can be more than, it doesn't have to be anything more complicated than making choices in a flowchart. Um, as long as that game has enough of, uh, enough art and character and style and beautiful music to keep you engaged in, in a, in a story. Um, then I think that's, that can, can, uh, can still stand the test as to what, what a game really is. So there, there are other visual novels I played, uh, this decade that definitely deserve mention, but, uh, Katawa Shoujo is the one that really opened my eyes to the genre. Um, and, um, I think had definitely had the most impact on me. Um, people owe it to themselves to play the game. I think uh, again, this is that's a game. It's not intended for young audiences, um, but because uh, there's a, again, it's a frank. It's heads have frank depictions of of sex and and such. Um, but it's it's beyond its years in some of its wisdom i think um in the in the sense that like it's you know it takes place in high school but 
I think a lot of what you can glean out of it is uh, more impacting than than just ah he's good. But um, one of the best soundtracks I've ever in in a video game. Just hmm. everything everything in that game just evokes a memory for me. Um, you know, I'll hear bits and pieces of that soundtrack and just be thrown, flung right back into the into the nostalgia and into the the emotions that the game evokes. A lot of tears were shed. A lot of laughs were were laughed playing that game. Um, it's it's not very long. Maybe depending on how fast you can read, you can probably blow through it in in an evening. Uh, maybe maybe a couple evenings. You might not want to do that. Want to do yourself to uh, to give yourself that emotional roller coaster? Um, probably spread it out over a few a few sessions. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I, by all means, um, the community for the most part around that game has quieted down a lot. Uh, I I'd like to see more people appreciate that game again. Um, I think there were some there was a little bit of a smaller revival when Doki Doki Literature Club came out. I know some people. In the in sort of the fan base of that, were recommended Katawa Shoujo and came to love it through that. Um, and um, yeah, it's it's a it was a very important game for me, sort of navigating kind of ideas I had about people and relationships. And I think the game burst through things that I had either preconceived notions I had or um, things I thought I wanted. Um, so I, it's definitely, it's definitely, a, definitely a, um, and, uh, and, and a good story. So series of stories, but there's different paths in the game, as you may know from if you, if you are versed in visual novels, but, um, but yeah, yeah. If, if you ever want to talk to me about that, by all means, uh, write a comment or message me. I, I couldn't recommend it enough. I will say. I will say it's not perfect because there's actually one path in the game that is easily weaker than the other the other few. Um, Which path I is that? I still think the game is totally worth it. Uh, Shizune. Okay. Because I always meant to go back and she's the she is the cl- she's the class pre- I always meant to go back and do the oh, route that I didn't. Delay. Oh my god. No, no, so much of a delay. You always, you always meant to go back and do the, do other routes. Yeah, I only did the Emmy route. But oh, okay, yeah, and she's great. Yeah, I really like. Emmy's great. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. um. Yeah. So number so. three, number three for mm-hmm. me is the Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. <laughs> oh dang, son! <laughs> there it is. Slipped it Whoop, in there. there it is. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is everything I want in a video game right here. I want a massive world to just mm-hmm. explore and it's it's beautiful, it's wonderful, it's open. It's an open world. It's so good. And mm. it's like I've never was that sucked into any Zelda game in the past. Like I've played several and I've never finished i'm bad with finishing games in general obviously but i've never finished a zelda game until this one and and finish is still in quotations because i didn't play do nearly everything you can do which is awesome there's so much to do in the world the world feels alive 
you know like you can really immerse yourself in it and the fact that like when they teased the game and they were like you see all that stuff in the background you can actually go over to it and like and they're like all oh, right we'll see about that and uh it turned out to be true and then some there was so much the world's huge and the world isn't like isn't just like a bunch of dead space there's like so much in every corner of it and it feels like a world because there's so much different variety in the different towns and the different environments and how it's all handled it's really really awesome i'm glad they're doing a direct sequel because i'm like i wouldn't mind this being just the future of zelda really and do this with more nintendo series i wouldn't mind that either I totally agree with you. I agree with you so much uh, that that's actually my number two game. Let's just sell the Breath of the Wild. Um, yeah, this game came out at the perfect time for me. Um, I was having to deal with some personal issues, uh, uh, parsing through a. I don't want to get into any of the details, but let's dig. Um, let's dig in. Let's dig in. Okay. Well, weird, yeah. weird aspects of a of a relationship were was all kind of going on right when the switch came out um it was was just a strange time for me emotionally um but this game gave me a perfect escape um and it it's just again like you said it's basically like all you could want from a game it gives you some people don't like i know i understand like open world games aren't actually always for me but because of it giving you it giving you basically kind of playing hands off with you, not necessarily forcing you down a path, giving you saying, here's the end goal. There it is. You need to fight Ganon. You need to go to that tower. You need to go to the cap. But giving you free reign to explore, make your own sort of goals. I'm going to go around. I'm going to find every one of those, those towers so I can fill out the map. I'm going to go over here and I'm going to do this shrine. I'm going to go explore this area because it looks like there's a cave over there. Giving your own, giving yourself your own little micro um, goals to do while still also saying, hey, there's a, there's a village over here. You should go explore that. And just by talking to people, they'll be like, yeah, if you keep following this bridge and you go that way, yeah. uh, you'll be able to find a village. Having having the, the directions in the world like that is amazing. Like, the... You could probably play through that game without the map. Um, you might you might get a little confused in, in some places, but there's enough enough you like idea. Hey, you should over here. Or if you keep going up that way, there's a Goron village up up that way. Keep going, following that path. Look out for the lava. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that is just to me. It made the world. It's it's a it was it's a sad world. It's a because it's a world after a calamity. A big practically a apocalypse happened but it's it's a world with possibility still it's not completely hopeless um and exploring that concept in a zelda game that feels almost like what zelda one was almost kind of doing Mm -hmm. it just they knocked it out of the park i mean it's kudos to them they they really did an amazing job with that game so, uh, you, I mean, we could go on for a long time talking about the merit, the merits of Breath, but it's a, it's an absolute masterpiece of a game. Yeah, we should um, do a video sometime so, talking about. Yeah, I'm glad there's a direct sequel. What we want for Breath of the Wild two, what they should change for that. Yeah, that's that's a good that's a good idea. 
good concept. Because the one thing, I don't want better weapons that don't break instantly. That's what I want. Yeah, yeah, the weapons. Yeah, yeah. And also, yeah. of course, of course, <laughs> marriage. I want to be able to marry these people. It needs to be added. I want to, be... <laughs> <laughs> I want to marry marry Mifa um, and marry uh, Zeldo. Zoroldo. What do you think? Is it going to be some sort of like co-op or like you can play a Zelda kind of thing? Like what are they I teasing know. here? I, I, I'm kind of hoping... I'm kind of hoping it's something like uh, like what they did, either what they did in like Spider Man, or like what they did in The Last of Us, where Zelda is with you, but she's very so she's kind of not necessarily a playable character. Maybe she will be parts of it, but she's just like a very helpful character where she's doing things for you and has a very either you can direct her to go do stuff or hmm. just has a really helpful AI in general or maybe like god of war even you know that 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 system worked really well too where you you don't necessarily control uh boy but you do you but you do you you have different things that you have them do by by pressing different different actions on the on the d-pad stuff so it could be something like that too i i think i think that to me would be the the perfect middle ground but i don't know i i'm i'm definitely looking forward to see what they do with yeah. We'll talk more in depth on it at a later date for sure. So, my number mm. two is Animal Crossing New Leaf. Here it is. <laughs> yeah. Had to. It's going to be an Animal Crossing every decade. It has to be. Now, well. Now, I'm hoping Animal Crossing New Horizons will be a highlight for me. But I don't know how you can. Just from what I've seen of New Horizons, how it will be able to compare it to New Leaf because New Leaf is like the best the definitive Animal Crossing is the one I would point everybody to if they wanted to try to get into the series it has the most to offer and you know it's like most it's inviting to casual players but it has a lot of the stuff that the hardcore Animal Crossing fans like as well and there's just something about Animal Crossing I've always loved probably my favorite is the GameCube version just because it's so nostalgic for me and it's still one I can go back to and have a lot of great times with and has the acre system uh, where as now it's like the revolving world style but New Leaf I I love everything almost everything about it Uh, it introduced the one like big revolutionary aspect to Animal Crossing that we've seen in a while that's made which made you the mayor and he had the ability to build stuff and actually influence how the town operates in a way. Which is like I was hoping to see expanded on in the next one. I don't know. It's like they're making it more bare bones, but maybe you'll have more power with that too. I don't know how that will translate. But obviously Animal Crossing, a very acquired taste. You know, if you're if you're gonna like it you'll you'll know immediately. If you're not, it's like it's a very hit or miss. But the people mm. that generally the people that play it love it, you know. I don't hear many people mm. that are like that play it and played through it for a lot and are like, eh, it's okay. You know, usually you drop it pretty soon because it's really the type of person like it's you. You create your own routine. You get into your own. It, it's a game that's. I mean, the whole series is revolutionary in that it progresses based on real life, a real life clock, and you could celebrate. When there's a holiday in real life, you can hop on there and celebrate the same holiday. And there's something you can do every day. But it's also a different game to where, like, people that like to 
just play hours on end for games might not like it as much because generally there's like a set amount you can do a day it's usually a little bite size doses after especially the beginning you know once you have your routine down so I, I'm hoping New Horizons when I I would really like to just like take the day off to play that game but I don't know if it's like one of the games where you'll have a very limited amount to do because mm. in Animal Crossing past you'll have you might like work for Tom Nook and sometimes that limits what you can do for the first couple of days and it's not one that and like certain shops aren't open past certain hours stuff like that you're limited on so it's not necessarily one you're that's known to just sit there and play for hours on end but I'm hoping it opens up a little bit since they have like crafting and stuff in the new one but yeah Animal Crossing had to be on there yeah Number yeah. one, best game, okay. your favorite game of the decade. I know. Well, first I was going to do some honorable mentions. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, just I just real quick takes. Not nothing really, nothing really overly complex. So Overwatch, obviously, I've talked about uh, at length. I, I do really like that game a lot. Um, I kind of it's a, I'm looking at I look on a little less favorably more recently. I don't think they've necessarily done the best job of. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how the direction of that game is. I think Overwatch Two is going to make or break it for me. I think if Overwatch Two is a huge success, I think I'll look back on Overwatch more favorably again. Um, but it's still it's it's easily really top fifty far off this list. Um, uh, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. I played through that game probably like four or five times when it first came out. I adored playing it. It was a nice, quick game. It was challenging. It was fun and rewarding and a really great battle system. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles. It's tough to me, the fact that I didn't put this game on this list, but talking about an open-world experience, this game had that in spades. Um, but uh, I think I think to me, what's going what's gonna to really help this game, in, again, in my estimation, will be the, the remake that comes out, the, the graphical update, the remaster. Uh, Skyward Sword and A Link Between Worlds. I actually had a shocking lack of portable games on here. Mm-hmm. The 3DS. I think it's an amazing console. But I didn't have hardly any on here. Um, Marvel Spider-Man, uh, which I've mentioned. Kingdom Hearts 3, uh, to me, lived up to the hype. It lived up to everything that I, I wanted from the game and more. Uh, Smash Ultimate, uh, Bastion, uh, God of War, and that's that's pretty much pretty much what I would I would say in terms of the uh, terms of some some honorable mentions. I I love all those games. It's like choosing children. Do you want me to do <laughs> mine? My honorable mentions. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Fable Three, mostly because I know like some people hate on this game, but I love that game, and mostly because I haven't played Fable Two enough, whereas it, that would likely make my list at some point. Uh, Virtue's Last Reward, really like that. Uh, I was really considering mm. putting it on mm. there. Uh, Mario 3D World. Yeah, 999 was a consideration for me. Yeah. Mario Odyssey, Call of Duty Black Ops, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered. I'll consider these as alternates. And then Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Disney Infinity, Mass Effect mm. 2, The Wolf Among Us, and then uh, Harvest Moon games like Stardew Valley, those kinds of things which I haven't played enough of in this decade at least 
that I couldn't put them on there. I also was thinking about cheating and putting like Tales of Vesperia Definitive Edition on there. Because <laughs> Tales of Vesperia was just outside of it. Yeah. Outside of the decade. Yeah. But you know, I think it was like 2008 though, wasn't it? 2008? Yeah. yeah. 2008. Well. And like I wanted Modern Warfare 2, 2009. Dragon Quest 9, 2009. 2009. Yep. Those are two I would have had on there. Like dang. Yeah. So that's it. Now, what's well, your favorite game of the decade, undisputably? It would, again, no, everyone who knows me knows how much I speak the gospel of this game, and no one agrees with me, and that's okay. It's yeah. okay. We all have different tastes. Um, this game actually technically came out in 2009 in Japan, but it came out in 2010 oh, in North Jesus. America. So so it does count as a game <laughs> of the decade. Sure. Um, and that game is Final Fantasy thirteen. Yeah. Um, without a doubt, it changed my perspective on video games, on what they could be, on what RPGs could do. Um, it. Uh, I know everybody criticizes it because it's so linear. Everybody criticizes it because they don't like the characters. Everybody criticizes it for any other number of reasons. Okay. I don't care. Damn. I had an amazing, amazing experience with this game. Um, it came out, again, I, I think a lot of these games... for me um that that came out like a week like a week within another week um uh, pokemon soul silver came out too at the same time so i while i was reliving nostalgia like my my love of gen 2 on the handheld i was playing a console final fantasy game at launch uh, i was i was really just starting to get into final fantasy like a lot at this time i'd, I'd really fallen in love with the music of the of the series and being able to play a brand new game that looked incredible graphically um, with outstanding, outstanding music, fantastic voice acting, um, and just falling in love with this this crazy, complicated world and mythology and getting to follow these six characters in their, in their horrible plight um, was just... It just... I completely was spellbound by, by it. Uh, um, I love 13. Um, 13 means easily the most to me out of, out of any of the games of the series. I think 15 does come close because of the long wait. Um, I was, because I was getting hyped for versus 13 in the, like around the same time as I was getting excited for 13. So 15 is definitely like, it's still really important. It's on my list for sure. But 13, because it, it by nature of it coming out before it and my nature of the time in my life where it came out um where it was the gap year i took between between high school and college i um it just it did it for me completely nailed everything and showing me that games could have as impacting a story as any movie was something i look towards i mean and you can see a lot of the games on my on my list are games I, f I felt impacted by because of a story aspect. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I I think that that, to me, is something that I, I, I loved about games, is that they were interactive stories. Um, that's the thing I, I, I still look to in games. Obviously, not everything. Mario is obviously a big, a big thing for me. Zelda, you know, gameplay comes first. Shovel yeah. Knight. But I think stories are just as important at times. So um, yeah, if you rusty and uh, yeah, yeah, well, he'll, he, he, I mean, he'd agree with me on The Last of Us. 
So, but he doesn't <laughs> like stories. He just but. played that game for the gameplay. <laughs> okay, Zach, what's your number one? <laughs> my number one, my favorite game of the decade, it's Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Knew it was coming. <laughs> Knew it was coming. It it had to be there. It's the best. It's it a did. celebration of gaming. It's not a fighting game. It's a celebration more than of a gaming. fighting game. It's yeah. not just a fighting game. To quote, to quote Sakurai from today. Yeah. Yeah. Byleth is in the game, so now it just that pushed <laughs> it right to number one. <laughs> it was a number yeah. two okay. before Byleth was announced. Yeah. 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 No, Byleth the, did it for you. It's the best. Smash Bros. is a series that means a lot to me. And I mean, it's debatable whether, like, mechanically, melee or ultimate is better. But uh, ultimate, as far as like content, as far as you know, so much to appreciate. It's it's the best. It's a definitive Smash Bros. game, and it's mm. nothing more I could ask for. Like every character except for Waluigi, that deserves to be there, is there, and it's like it is a celebration of gaming. And it's a game that I play every week, which perhaps is the reason I haven't made much progress on games in the past year that it's been out. Mm. It's like, because I always think, oh, I have some time to play a game, what should I play? I'll just play Smash Bros. again, feeling Smash Bros. So then I I never make progress on anything else. That was me in Overwatch. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Big time. I mean, Overwatch. Like I said, it didn't didn't make my list. Um, it was it was honestly it was kind of almost a toss up between that and Shovel Knight. I ended up going Shovel Knight because I think it has more longevity. Overwatch is in kind of a weird spot right now um, for me, and uh, and I think for a lot of people. But uh, I can, I totally jive with that idea of man. I I don't really know what to play. I'll throw this on. I'll play a few matches. I'll I'll just have a good time. Um. But it's it's and so not good. many games. And it's, and it's, it's one of those games. special to find a game. Special to find a game that can do that. Yeah, it's one of those games where you can make your own game out of it too, where it's like you can play it any way you want. I have fun with it both competitively and casually. You know, items, all items, complete BS craziness going on, and then competitively, <laughs> no items. I enjoy both a lot, and it's one of the few games that I consider myself pretty good at. I mean, I'm obviously not top top player but i it's one i enjoy being able to actually hold my own in and and play it competitively semi-competitively but then at the same time i can turn around and play it super casually with items and all these tons of stages tons of music mm-hmm. the best soundtrack in video game history probably <laughs> like they just 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 in terms of magnitude alone yeah. It's got every hit from every game that's represented. Except for Final you know? Fantasy, where they gave one track. Yeah, where it only has two tracks. <laughs> yeah. That has, that's yeah. If they that's the thing. That's that well they if they need to if they have another Final Fantasy representative, which I've, I have a feeling they might they need need to remedy that because they need to have more of the that icon those iconic those iconic moments, those iconic soundtrack. But I just uh, che- I just checked uh earlier today and i'm up to 470 hours super smash Bros. Mm. ultimate that's not bad it, for a year it's a year yeah yeah and that's not counting any time i played at anyone else's went over to someone else's house and played it you know stuff like that which i did plenty of that as well so it's just mm. 
it's a game I'll always be able to go back to, even if new Smash Bros. comes back comes out and it's a better game. It'll never, you'll never be able to replicate what this game did in that, you know, setting records all over the place, best-selling fighting game in history, and and th this many characters this year, and the fact that yeah. it's like they're not all clones. Like they all have, aside for like the few Echo characters in there, they all have unique characteristics about them to even like the bad characters are just still fun to play and they all have like, a unique experience to them that's tons yeah. i haven't even finished world of light i haven't done 99 percent of classic mode and all that single player stuff so wow i still have wow. that to go back to at some point but it's like i never yeah that's and that's amazing that that's incredible to me that you haven't even that you've spent that much time playing the game because like that's that just speaks to how enjoyable the game is on its own yeah it's you one know? it's like so. if you have people who don't know how to play it, it's still fun if you have people who know how to play it it's gonna it might be a little more serious but it's still fun mm. you know it works for so many situations all right well that's our top 10 games of the decade i'm sure if uh if i finish more games you know down the line i'll probably be like why is this like any of the souls games i know those games are fun i like i i I like them in in terms of concept anyway, are like near Automata. I know they, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But this so, is it. This, uh, is, a, this almost is a had, game of the decade. We almost had no overlap, but we had one game on, <laughs> that was on both of our lists. What was? Wait a minute. What game was that? Breath of the Wild, baby. Oh, Breath oh, of the Wild. Right. Oh yeah, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I'm an idiot. What's going on? My brain's fried. I Otherwise, guess or something. It, I don't know. It would have been our twenty Tarkon twenty favorite yeah. games of the decade, but now it's nineteen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, well, oh well, that's pretty. That's pretty cool how that how they did the overlap like that. So yeah, yeah. we almost synced up. Yeah. If we, we could have synced up on that one, I could mm. easily make an argument for myself to make that number number two. That was like, yeah, you know, I think it's just so so good. You know, yeah. All right, thank you for watching. Till yeah. next time. Tell tell us tell us what your favorite games of the decade were down in the comments below. Yeah, please, tell us what do. your favorite game of next decade what your top 10 for next decade will be as well and <laughs> we'll see how yeah. that goes predict all right bye bye yeah.